need answers, not automation. The Payroll Company. Less headaches, more than payroll. Morethanpayroll.com. What happens next? These individuals that are sending him money have ties to Chinese intelligence. Happens right here. I'm not taking a single penny from any country whatsoever. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Hey, welcome back to the Elijah Har Show. This is Steve Bukowski. We have in-house Garrett, our producer, and Shane Scholler's going to hang out a little bit more with us. We're going to talk a little bit about politics, ladies and gentlemen. We had a beautiful debate and I only hear that it was beautiful because I wasn't, I didn't even watch it. I was too busy at another meeting. And, but I have these two gentlemen here that watched that debate a little bit. And I, I, the feedback that I'm getting is there were five people, five candidates that were in this uh, debate. Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Nikki Haley. We had Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis and Tim Scott. But for some reason, I think there was a sixth candidate. Well, I forgot that Tim Scott was even a participant, so I'm glad you reminded me that Tim Scott was in the room. Uh, that he he scared me every once in a while. I forgot that he was even on the stage, but yeah, yeah, there there is a a sixth candidate. Yeah, and and he was just down the street, I think. Uh, somebody by the name of Donald Trump. And if you haven't heard of him yet, um, former president, billionaire. Or millionaire, billionaire. I think we're. I think he's in the billion. He's an heir. He's got to be. He's an heir. He's and he was an heir. Small loan of a million dollars. Thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so I um I have a lot of thoughts about the debate. I thought it was pretty good. I actually got to watch it in uh this studio studio on the TV that's over over to my right over there, and it was fireworks. And of course, nothing. Policy-wise, actually got discussed. It just turned into a screaming cat fight, and that's my favorite part of watching the debates. Well, as you watched it, uh, Garrett, tell me, out of all those five, who do you think would you say came out on top? So looking looking back, there's there's two kind of ways to think about it, I think. You can think of the guy who or the girl who made the most name for themselves and put themselves out there. Right now, everyone seems to be talking about uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley, because those right. two are feuding, fighting, can't get along, sitcom level drama over in the GOP with those two, which means that um, same as the last two debates, Ron DeSantis just kind of scooted by and held his held to his guns and didn't make a big fuss about too much, and I I think he won when it comes to looking presidential. Mm. But Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley won when it came to the entertainment factor and kind of getting their name and their ideas out there. That's kind of what I got when when I uh, got up this morning. I was just, you know, watching the news a little bit and just I I thought that uh, they had some uh, swipes at one another. Oh, Nikki Haley and Ramaswamy, but uh, they did actually they the uh, I won't mention the news outlet. Uh, that indicated that they thought that Ron DeSantis did look presidential. I think you're right on target. Yeah, he did. Maybe not as tall as we'd like him, but he did look very presidential. There was, Ron DeSantis. There was a remark about his height. You know, like there maybe, was. Which, was which, he wearing boots or something? It led. It led to my favorite and least favorite part of the night because Vivek. 
the the whole thing there's there's this conspiracy theory out there that DeSantis is wearing stilts or heels or something like that to seem taller. Whether it's true or not true, I don't really care. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, if we're gonna look at like enhancements and that making you not presidential, I think Trump's wife has had a lot more work done than three inch stilts in her boots. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, we can look at that however we really want. And then. So you're getting personal just like uh, Nikki Haley and them were doing last night, huh? Listen, A, <laughs> Trump's not going to hear this. B, uh, it, it's, it's past at this he point. Hopes. Like, he, he hopes he doesn't hear it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, the, I, I hope not. But if I get a knock at my door from Trump at like 10 o'clock tonight, I'll know why. You'll vote for him. Um, I'll, yeah, <laughs> vote, out of fear at that point. Um, and that it did lead to my favorite moment of the night because Vivek said, if you want, uh, they, they were talking about the, uh, the conflicts overseas. And Vivek said, if you want another Dick Cheney in three inch heels, there's two of them in this room. And well, Nikki Haley was wearing heels. It made you wonder who the other one was for a few seconds. He was obviously talking about DeSantis. DeSantis never responded to that and he never had to because Nikki Haley. She jumped on that. She blurted out a statement that I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it means. She said, yeah, I wear heels, but they're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them for fashion. I wear them for ammunition. What uh, does that even mean? <laughs> does anybody know what that means? Maybe it's like James Bond type of things. We don't know. Maybe sure. like secret spy gear? Like she has she has bullet shoes, which, yeah. hey, would be cool, but not very presidential. I don't Take know. them off and whack you over the head with that heel. Shane, who do you think uh, come out on top last night? Well... I still think Donald Trump comes out on top. And the reason I say that is that no one is emerging as a close second out of these debates. And so, um, of course, I always like more policy um, oriented debates. So I'm probably a little bit different than Garrett in that, you know, I went back and I was looking at a, a Reagan Carter debate and you could actually understand the conversation between the two of them. They weren't interjecting and trying to talk over one another, which I think I love with that. Vivix, um, yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's just, you know, you really understand the differences, where they're coming from. Um, and I think America makes a better decision when that happens. But I think Vivek's camp, I think they do that on purpose. I think it's clearly very strategic the way he jumps in. I'm a little surprised sometimes in how Ambassador Haley reacts to that. Um, because I think at some point you just have to realize, okay, this is what it's going to be and just ignore it. Right. Yeah. And, and move on from that point. And so. And then, you know, um, Ron DeSantis, he certainly, I think he's he's been, and I hate to say it, but we know this, all these cans are coached. They have a lot of focus groups before they go in. They got consultants to tell them what they need to do, how they need to stand. That's why uh, Ron DeSantis keeps having that fake, awful smile that looks just <laughs> terrible. But you remember what happened when George H.W. Bush was in the debate with Bill Clinton. He, he looked at his watch a couple times. Yeah. And oh, gosh. that was his undoing because they said he didn't care. He was bored. And it's just little moments like that that can change everything. Um, I actually had a chance to be at the debate when um, Vice President Al Gore and George W. Bush debated at uh, St. Louis at Washington University at the time. And I don't know if you remember during that debate, um, then Governor Bush was responding to a question, and all of a sudden, and I'll never forget this because Vice President Al Gore had a ability I've never seen, and that is when he sat in the chair, he never moved. And I mean, he never moved. Like, he didn't flinch. He barely blinked. And so I was in the upper gallery. So they had the audience for the TV as in the upper gallery. All of a sudden, he gets up. And he starts walking towards, you know, then Governor Bush. 
and the entire like balcony, everyone <gasps> gasped because they thought, what is getting ready to happen? Because we thought there was getting ready to be an altercation between the two. And he walked up to him and just stood close to him and then just kind of went back and sat down. If you remember, Governor Bush looked at him kind of this strange look like, what are you doing? And then went back to his, his, to his uh, answer question. But the dynamics when you're in those rooms are just fascinating. And I never would have understood that till I was in that room watching that debate. But literally when both candidates came at the beginning, you could visibly feel the dislike they had for each other. It was. And so when you're in those rooms, you can feel that tension that happens wow. between the candidates. And, and I'm sure the people in the audience did last night. But at the end of the day, they need to cast their vision for America. I believe that's what every candidate needs to do about why we are going to be better, why we are going to be greater, where we can make improvements. And I think that's what the American people want in these debates is what they want, whether it's at a rally is like, what are you going to do to be able to move us forward? And that's what I encourage all these candidates to continue to focus on. So who do you think done it the best at the debate? Again, I, I don't know that anyone was a clear front runner for me last night. And, 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 and as you mentioned, you're not going to miss and mention the, the, the news station that they were on, but I did think they did a better job than the other ones in terms of at least keeping the candidates on point. And it did allow you to get some better answers overall. But there was no moment where you're like, oh, that's the moment. You know, we've seen those debates where you're like, uh-oh, you know, one candidate does well and one candidate doesn't. There is them over the top. Exactly. And I remember, you know, I know there's a lot of people not fans of Mitt Romney, but I remember in that second debate when he lost it to then-President Obama, you could just feel it. You know, he, he fumbled a question and didn't answer well, and you could almost literally feel his entire campaign beginning you know to uh um, take the impact from that the the closest i think that we got to that last night was was tim scott i think there were two questions where he answered and it was the most coached fake um dodgy political answer to a question i wish i could remember exactly what it was but the Mm -hmm. anytime a moderator has to ask the question a second time and then at the end of the question or at the end of uh tim scott's answer just say all right, let's move on. Like that, mm-hmm. that's frustrating whenever yeah. you can't. We're, we're three debates in. Like you have to know your policy mm-hmm. right now. And if you're not standing by it, then you're, right. you probably shouldn't be standing on the stage either. That's well, point. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's talk about one policy, the TikTok policy. The, now, the fireworks I, of the I, night. I, I love that one. <laughs> the <laughs> best. <laughs> of course, I would see that on TV, even though I didn't watch the, uh, the debate. It's just that they start picking out all these different, uh, you know, picks, these segments and stuff like that. But yeah, and we, I loved it when uh, the reaction that uh, Nikki Haley had when Vivek Ramaswamy had uh, mentioned something about his daughter being on the uh, on uh, TikTok. Can you? I think we've got a little uh, yeah a we, take on that. You want to play that? We one? got a little sound on it for yeah, those let's do who that. didn't hear it. Here it is. Her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time, so you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it, and that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just scum. You're just scum. Now, that's I, right. I heard that <laughs> I, to me, and I because mm. I, I had to sit with it for a second. For me. That might go down as her Dean scream. I think that the you're just scum and rolling her eyes and stuff like that. I think that's her exit. Honestly, I don't know how you recover from, hey, you shouldn't be on TikTok. Well, your daughter's on TikTok. 
the daughter's old. This isn't like a 13-year-old child we're talking about. She's 25 right now, Nikki's, Nikki Haley's daughter is. So I, I kind of see where Vivek's coming from. Did it sound like a low blow? Absolutely, in the moment. But upon further review, I guess, like I'm a, I'm a <laughs> ref at an NFL game, <laughs> I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Everybody's accusing him and attacking him for being on TikTok. I love that he's on TikTok because there are – hundreds of thousands of young, very impressionable minds on TikTok. And so as long as it's not banned, Republicans have to use it or we're going to lose all of those voters, in my opinion. I'm definitely not in that category of being young. Do, or, or do you have TikTok? TikTok? Oh, I, oh, yeah, I have TikTok. I, do you have TikTok? Jay? I do not have TikTok. I have Instagram, but not TikTok. You have Instagram? Yes. Uh, I don't have any Twitter, of that Facebook. stuff. I used to have uh, maybe Instagram. I don't even have Facebook anymore. I don't yeah. like it. I mean, I do have Facebook, but I just don't play on it. My kids are surprised when I tell them I had color TV. They're like, you really? I'm, like, I'm not that old, guys. Come God. on. <laughs> I don't know. You were kind of dating yourself a little bit to Carter like, and Reagan, I'm you know. I'm just in my 50s here. So. What, what was it that Reagan said to Carter? I, I don't know if it was at a debate or a speech. He says, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> well, do you remember was, that? Was it? Was that? I, I don't know if it during was a debate the, or it was just sometime that he was talking about that. I remember that during the Clinton-Bush because that was that was a common phrase back oh, then. Oh, no, I thought it was uh, Reagan and Carter because Reagan, Reagan, I think, uh, like the interest rate for housing was like oh, 18%. Okay. He probably just didn't use the word stupid, I bet. No, he used the Did word really? stupid. Okay. i got to find that one. Now. Oh, that's I'd love to yeah. see. Yeah, that's great. Well, would it be a big shock if if Bush just stole a line from Reagan? Because I don't think that would be a shock no, at not. all if this was repeated. <laughs> they were like, bad. That'd be, yeah, that'd be kind of <laughs> No, it was actually Clinton normal. that was using that. Oh, it was uh, Clinton. Was that right? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I, th- I believe it was when yeah. he was running against Bush because uh, his advisor, uh, James Carville, I think that was oh, one of their, their main statements during that campaign. Carville, he's uh, really active in going against the Democrats these days. He's, he's talking about how stupid they are. You know, I just... And he's that blunt. I mean, that's oh, yeah. how he comes he out. He does not hold back. Yeah. He does not hold back. So, well, what other topics uh, oh, that man. that would be a good one out there? Now, we had Chris Christie on the TikTok one, or a band the TikTok, wasn't it? Yeah, Chris Christie was adamant. I think this was the only thing people remember him saying last night. But it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty it was it was it was pretty solid. Not, I don't agree with it, but I think he he handled it uh, pretty okay. So I can play that one now. Play that soundbite. Facebook's not in China. X is not in China. They're not permitting a free flow of information to the Chinese people from our social media companies, yet we just open the door and let them do what they're doing. Now, I'm going to have to give uh, former Governor Chris Christie some credit here, and I'll tell you why. Watching him on the different segments that I have over the time of different debates – he is one that really is swift and can articulate in a policy pretty well. And that's not his reputation whatsoever, but he, you're, you're right. I mean, whenever he gets down into it, I think he gets – whenever Trump gets brought up or someone takes a swipe at Chris Christie, he gets really defensive really quick and just tries to punch back as quickly as possible. But when he's talking policy, which I wish he would have done throughout the campaign, it would have made for a lot better – campaign presence for him i think he would have been much better served to do that rather than just taking jabs and being a wrecking yeah and i don't know that i would i i'm I'm a advocate for his policies that he has some of them you know it's i think he's more 
center to left than being a real conservative, what I would consider a real conservative. He's he's an aggressive. He's like probably the most aggressive, moderate-ish, I would say, out there. I think he, moderate-ish. He, he really doesn't <laughs> like Trump. Um, but I, I I think he disagrees with Trump more on personality and just like the way he is rather than a whole lot of policy issues. And do we think I just real quick survey of the room because I think I'm might be the only one in here who's not a yay Trump. Uh, type of Republican, um, if how would these debates be any different if Trump was involved? What what do we think would change? Who would be kicked out faster? Who would be little Marco? Who would he tell that? Uh, who would he say has an ugly wife? Like what's the what's what would be the game plan for Trump if he was participating? Well, I'd think he'd be all over all of them. I don't think he's going to hold back at all, yeah. especially with the odds that he has. I mean, look at how far ahead he is. I think really the choice right now is. Who would he actually pick for vice president? That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. If it's any of them. Yeah, right. if it's any of them, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, so. I can see that he can play all kinds of cards on that one. It could be a female. It could be somebody from the same state. I wouldn't yeah. play that card. That would be Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, you're, you want another state that you can try to, try to win some of those uh, electoral votes and that. Yeah. And the popular vote. Yeah. I think t- t- Tim Scott would be his only choice for VP of presidential candidates right now. Um, I've heard Sarah Huckabee. I've heard Sarah Palin. I've heard a, a whole bunch. But it might be some random guy like Mike Johnson that we've never heard of and is then suddenly thrust into a big position of power. That's probably who it would end up being. Very true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a, a good earful on that debate, the GOP debate. And we're going to come back at the last uh, segment. This is the Elijah Har Show. Steve Bukowski filling in for Elijah. And we'll be right back after this message. Thank you. Nobody likes those pesky newsletters that spam up your inbox weekly or even worse, daily. That's why our KWTO Insiders Club only reaches out when it's important. If you join our Insiders Club, you get exclusive access to our best content, and we only reach out when you really, really should know something epic that's going on in KWTO land. Be a super fan and check out our Insiders